Hi, this is Sonia from the Quest for Equilibrium. I've recently finished writing my second blog titled My Life Living with Agoraphobia. And just like before, I've decided to do it in a podcast version for everybody that enjoys this format over written text. So here goes. Everyone is afraid of something. For me, I fear panic attacks and my ME symptoms. For those of you who are listening to this and have never had a panic attack, I'd like you to take a moment to think about the thing you fear the most. Is it spiders? Is it mice? Is it heights? Whatever it is, I'd like you to imagine that you're now face to face with your biggest fear. Your heart's racing, your hands are shaking, and you might pass out. All you want to do is run away, but you can't because you're suddenly rooted to the spot. Now times these feelings by about 100, and you now have some idea of what it's like to have a panic attack. I feel like this every time I want to leave home to go out. Now I've suffered from anxiety and panic attacks on and off all my life, but never to a point where they'd stop me doing anything or living my life. Sometimes, yes, I found it quite difficult to get through everyday activities with anxiety and panic attacks, but I always managed to soldier through And for the most part, nobody ever realised I was suffering because I hid it so well. That was until I developed ME, also known as chronic fatigue syndrome, back in 2015. Suddenly, I'd lost control of my health and my life, struggling with a never-ending list of unpredictable symptoms, never knowing how I was going to feel from one day to the next. This had a massive effect on not only my physical health, but also my mental health. I struggled with the unknowns of my illness. My anxiety and panic attacks came back with a vengeance and in no time at all, I was having daily, sometimes hourly panic attacks and constantly felt anxious. This soon affected my ability to go out. My ME symptoms flare more when I'm out and the longer I'm out, the worse I often feel. So more and more, I felt I needed to be close to home. Then I started having panic attacks while I was out and this for me was the final straw. My well got smaller and smaller. I've sometimes gone months without going anywhere because of a mixture of ME crashes and then losing confidence in my ability to be okay away from home. A home is where I feel safe. Even now, I haven't been more than two miles from my home in over two years. And even just doing these short distances, I have to have someone come with me. I just can't do it by myself. Most people don't think anything of popping to the corner shop or dropping the kids off at school. I certainly never used to. But now even these things feel like a complete nightmare. What used to be a normal part of my daily life now fills me with dread. The school drop-off, which is one of the very few places I still try to go to on a regular basis, to me is a minefield of loud noise, kids starting in all directions, crowds of mums and dads having a natter and friends wanting to stop and chat and say hello. I can't get out of the playground without having to get through the crowds of people. My ME symptoms always flare in the playground as I suffer from a lot of sensory sensory issues and often feel disorientated and with all the noise and movement etc I can often feel dizzy and sick And this isn't helped much by visual disturbances, which make it seem like the ground is moving. 
dealing with all of this is so overwhelming. I just want to get in and out as and back home as quickly as possible. Sometimes I can stand and talk to some friends, but I still stand there thinking to myself, can we just leave now? I hide my despair behind a false smile while my brain is screaming, run away. My husband Darren is always with me. I literally can't leave home without him. He's my security blanket. He is my route to safety, which is home. Having him with me doesn't stop any anxiety or panic attacks from coming. I just know that he can get me home safely. Until recently, I kept my struggles with agoraphobia and dealing with my ME symptoms largely to myself. I felt so stupid for feeling the way I do and desperately wanted to avoid other people judging me the way I was already judging myself. I actually found that when I started opening up about it all, most people have been really understanding and that's taken a massive weight off my shoulders. I didn't realise I was suffering from agoraphobia until I started therapy. I just thought it was anxiety related to having ME. And that was largely due to the fact that I thought agoraphobia was a fear of being in open spaces. I had no idea that it was actually a fear of being anywhere that you feel you can't easily escape from or get help easily if you're having a panic attack, among other things. A lot of people with agoraphobia also suffer from monophobia, which is a fear of being left home alone. I suffer from this phobia too, which makes life even more difficult because I constantly get caught between a rock and a hard place. I'm too afraid to go out and I'm also afraid to stay at home alone. So if I don't feel brave enough to go somewhere, but Hubby has to go and he has to take the kids, I'm going to freak out either way. I have to decide which one I feel less and try and get through that. So do I go out or do I risk staying home alone? If I really can't decide or really don't think I can cope, then I do what I call the who wants to be a millionaire cop out and I phone a friend. Agoraphobia doesn't only affect me, it's had a detrimental effect on my whole family. Myself, hubby and children used to go camping, holidays abroad, go to theme parks and enjoy lots and lots of days out. It's been years since we have enjoyed these things. I get quite upset thinking back on all the fun we used to have together and often feel tremendously guilty about the things we are all missing out on. All of our family live over a hundred miles away and due to their own health problems and family lives, me not being able to travel down to see them and them not being able to come up to visit us, we haven't actually seen my side of the family face to face in over two years. Thank goodness for FaceTime. Agoraphobia and chronic illness, but that's for another blog, rob you of your independence and confidence and turn something that should be enjoyable into a mental war zone. It is very isolating. I now Google everywhere I want to go and if it's too far from a car park, in a high traffic area, not near a toilet or likely to get crowded or if I have to go alone, I won't even consider going. It's so frustrating and I know it's completely irrational but I can't get my brain to believe I will be safe when I go out. It feels like my brain is permanently stuck in flight or fight mode, constantly on high alert. A silence alarm goes off in my head 
the minute I reach my front door. I sometimes imagine there's a guy sitting in my head at a control panel, like in the film Inside Out, that hits the panic button. A huge red sign starts flashing danger the second I think about going outside. I'm filled with an overwhelming feeling something bad is going to happen and I've no idea why. I've started cognitive behavioural therapy, or CBT for short, and I'm giving exposure therapy a go. Now, for you, those of you that don't know, exposure therapy involves a controlled programme of going out, building up the length of time you go out and the distance you travel until you feel your anxiety drop enough to move on to the next target. It is quite scary, I'm not going to lie, but as a popular book once pointed out, you have to feel the fear and do it anyway. I'm hoping over the rest of this year, I'm going to make some progress with retraining my brain to enjoy the outside world again and give the guy at the control panel a much needed long holiday. I so badly miss going out and having fun without fear. Memories of all the fun I used to have is giving me the motivation to keep moving forward. I know the only way out of agoraphobia is through it. I have survived 100% of everything that's happened to me so far. Even when I really struggle to cope, I make it through the day. I often forget these very important things, especially when I'm in the throes of a panic attack and feel like I'm never going to make it outside again. I hold on to hope. I'm going to do a part two to this blog later in the year to update everybody on my progress with the exposure therapy. In the meantime, if you're struggling with agoraphobia or know someone who's struggling with agoraphobia and you need some help and some advice, um, if you go to my website, which is www.equilibriumnaturalwellbeing.com, um, and actually go onto the blog, right down the bottom, you'll feel, find some links um, to helpful websites. Um, for instance, the NHS Agoraphobia page, um, Anxiety UK and Headspace. Um, I've also um, recommended some apps that I've used that have um, got some good tools for calming you down when you do feel anxious. Um, they are called Rooted, Calm, Sam app, and Panic Shield. Also, if you go onto my website and you go to the resources section, I've actually uploaded the complete self-help guide um, for exposure therapy. Um, so you're able to print that out if you wish to, obviously, um, help yourself and give exposure therapy a go. It gives you all of the instructions you need to be able to um, give it a go. Yep, so that is this recording of my blog. Um, thanks for bearing with me. Um, I hope you're able to take something away from this and find the information on my website of it some use. Um, thank you for listening. Bye.